I read this week in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. We've got to try Him for ourselves. We've got to experience Him for ourselves. Don't just believe what mum and dad and grandma and grandpa said. You've got to try Him for yourself. We've got to experience God. So today, hello, we're going to get a little bit experiential. Tell the person next to you, I think it's going to get experiential around here. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to get experiential. This is my little oil bottle. Carry it with me always in my handbag so I'm prepared at all times. Once I didn't have any, I had to anoint someone with my hair product, argan oil. That still works too. You know, we can't just know about the Lord. We've got to actually know the Lord. I could know a little bit about Joe Biden. I know he's a president of the USA. I know he lives in a big white house. I know his wife's Jill. Um, Joe and Jill. Sounds like a nursery rhyme. And um, I think he used to be in Vietnam in the war and all this stuff. But if I met Joe Biden, I actually don't know him and he doesn't know me. I just know a few facts about him. How many believers are like that? We don't actually know the Lord. We just know a few facts about him. We know a few old Bible stories from back in the day. But do you know what Jesus said in Matthew 25, verse 12? He said to a bunch of people who were knocking on the door, trying to get into the kingdom. He said, go away. I don't know you. Get away from me. I never knew you. Now that word knew or know in the Greek is gnosko. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. It's also in Ephesians 1. It talks about knowing the Lord in an experiential way. We've got to experience him. We've got to taste and see his goodness for ourselves. Now, one of the symbols in the Bible of, of the Holy Spirit is oil. And when you anoint someone with oil, it's like you're putting a little bit of the Holy Spirit on them in a symbolic way. Now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is invisible because it's a spiritual thing. But it is tangible. It is perceivable, a bit like smell. You know, you can notice someone's fragrance. You can smell someone's fragrance when they walk into a room. Um, some people just wear way too much. Just let's all just remember it's meant to be subtle. Subtle. That's the word of the Lord for you today. Subtle. <laughs> Once I was running along the beach and this guy walking towards me, I nearly knocked me over with the power of his cologne. That guy was wearing more aftershave than any man ever had a right to wear. But you know, the anointing oil in Bible times had a beautiful fragrance. Now, nowadays, we use the term the anointing more as a noun, like meaning the touch of the Holy Spirit or the power of God upon someone's life. If someone goes, man, that guy's got a strong anointing, they actually mean that, he, that that guy's got a strong touch of the Holy Spirit on his life. Now, we can't see the anointing, but we can feel it. We can notice it like smell or like the wind. And when someone carries a really strong anointing, their words, when they speak or preach or sing, can even make people weep. There's nothing more tragic than people who don't have much anointing trying to force one when the touch of God just is absent. 
Have you ever traveled to a conference to hear a great preacher or a Bible teacher and only to be disappointed because there's zero anointing? It's just an empty shell with only knowledge on the inside. I have. <laughs> oh, they've got the facts. I've got the information, but it's all up here. It's lifeless. It's like they're walking and talking, but the words are dead. My title today is A New Anointing because we need a new anointing. This phrase, the anointing, is referred to 165 times in Scripture. It talks about anointing or to anoint someone. And all through the Bible, both Old and New Testament, they anointed people with oil to set them apart for service for the Lord, as well as other things like healing. And did you know one of the titles of Jesus is the anointed one? Christ is not just his last name, it's a title. It means the anointed one. Here's our first scripture, Acts 10.38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Oh, I want a bit of that. Holy Spirit and power. That phrase, Holy Spirit and power, is all through the New Testament. I've gone through and every time it says the Holy Spirit and power, I've underlined it. Because I want that more, Lord. Not only was Jesus anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and power, we, his disciples, have been too. So since Jesus went back up to heaven... The Holy Spirit was sent down to earth 10 days later. And now the Holy Spirit is here. He is God here with us on the earth. And God is still moving on planet earth today, just as he did in Bible times through the apostles. He is still moving today, doing signs, wonders, healings, and preaching the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. And today God wants to anoint you, yes, you, afresh with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want to get the oil of the Holy Spirit on you today in a fresh, new way. We want to consecrate you for service for the kingdom in 2023. So you can go out and be the pastor in your classroom, in your office, in your work site. So we're going to do that today. We've made time at the end, 15 minutes, and we are going to anoint every person in the building with a bit of oil and lay hands on you and pray for you. And I feel sorry for all of you fellas online right now because um, what are you going to do? You could go and get your hair product uh, and you could anoint yourself with oil. I think you might have to do that. And then you could prophesy of yourself. Hallelujah, there it is, there's the power. And then I hope if you fall out, the dog breaks your fall or the couch or something like that. But this is why there's nothing that replaces being in the room. Amen. So we're going to do that. We have asked about 30 leaders to come pray it up, ready to lay hands on you. And we like to do it annually. We're doing it out in kids' church too. You might think, well, that's weird. They didn't do that in my last church. Well, it'll be good for you to have a new experience with the Holy Spirit. And if they did it in the Bible, we're into it and we're going to do it too. And the New Testament talks about anointing people in at least nine different places. Jesus anointed a guy with mud in his eyes. He was healed. Mary poured oil on Jesus' feet and prophetically anointed him for burial. The disciples anointed people when Jesus sent out the 12 sick people for, um, for healing with oil. And the book of James tells us to call the elders to anoint us with oil if we're sick. So there you go. In the Old Testament, there's heaps about the sacred anointing oil the priests use. Now, this is just normal oil we've got here today. But what happens is there's a process. So when we lay hands on each other, you don't have to anoint people with oil. You can just lay hands on. But we're doing the oil thing as well today. 
symbolic of the Holy Spirit. But when we lay hands on each other, the power of the Holy Ghost flows from one into the other like electricity. That's why there's a doctrine in the New Testament of laying on of hands, because the Holy Spirit has come. Now, in Bible times, they used to use oil a lot for lots of different things. They would use it like moisturizer, and they'd use it a bit like hair product, a bit like today. They would also pour oil on the head of someone, anointing them and setting them apart for a particular holy calling or mission, like the prophet Samuel did to David when he was called to be king. To anoint is a verb, a doing word. It means to smear in the New Testament. The anointing is referring to the Lord putting the oil of the Holy Spirit onto us. And we need to be having experiences with God and the Holy Spirit afresh regularly. Because we can get stale in our walk with God, can't we? So we keep need, need to keep having new encounters with Him. Psalm 92, verse 10b, second scripture, write this down. It says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil. Remember that? Who remembers that old song, Anoint Me With Fresh Oil? Did you know Pastor Phil Pringle wrote that, our fearless leader, amongst other songs? But I'm here today to tell us all that we need, myself included, a new anointing on our lives. Maybe you've had an anointing in the past, but you and I need a fresh one, a new one. We need more. How much more? More than before. We need to be constantly growing in this area. Oh, we like the old stuff, don't we? We like nostalgia. That's why we like the old songs. It takes us back to that old well that we used to drink out of back in the day when the river was flowing in the 90s or whatever. And that was great. But the Bible says sing a new song to the Lord because we've got to keep having new experiences with the Lord. So even if you you already carry a strong anointing, it needs to be growing, it needs to be increasing. It always needs to be refreshed and renewed. Now in Bible times, they didn't have running water in their houses. They used to anoint themselves with oil afresh daily. They didn't have deodorant then. No like exit mold or anything else to spray under your arms. No brute. Where are the brute men at? Do we have any brute men in the house today? Feel the testosterone levels rising in the room. My granddad was an old spice man. Any old spice men here? We used to call it old mice. (laughs) I think they've got some new fragrances out now, thank God. Old oil loses its fragrance. And it starts to blend in with our own perspiration. Oh dear. And after a while, it just doesn't smell so good. So we need to keep getting more of the Holy Spirit's fresh anointing regularly so it's fresh and new otherwise the aroma of our flesh starts to take over which is not good we need fresh oil daily we can't live out of what God did yesterday we need to be living out of a fresh anointing a today relationship with the Lord we need a now walk with God not a historical walk there's some great books on the anointing Benny Hinn wrote one Brent Douglas wrote one Pastor Phil's written a great book about moving in the Spirit. Benny Hinn, in his book on the anointing, he said, you can't operate on past glory. Trying to survive on yesterday's oil. God's reservoir never runs dry, so don't become stagnant. Invite the oil of the Holy Spirit to pour over you and renew you. And we're going to do just that soon. We're going to invite the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit to pour over us. Did you know that old oil loses its viscosity, its thickness, its density. And it actually becomes unable 
to do its job. It becomes unable to withstand heat and pressure well. So it loses its ability to reduce friction and stress in the machine or the engine, wherever it's been. It actually just needs replacing after time. Oil in your car needs replacing after time. Oil in your lawnmower. Oil even out there in the atrium's deep fryer where you get all your chippies. After time, it needs replacing. So too, the oil of the Holy Spirit on our lives needs to be frequently refreshed. We need this to happen in our lives regularly. We can't just keep using the same oil forever. We need to keep putting ourselves under the waterfall of the Holy Spirit. On that altar call in church, in that prayer circle in Connect Group, in prayer meeting. By the way, the women outnumbered the men more than two to one at prayer meeting this week. Tell the man next to you, you need to lift your game. I'm not berating you. I'm encouraging you to come and march to the next one on the 23rd of March, Thursday night. We need to be getting that fresh oil in the waterfall of the Holy Spirit in worship, in that seeking God retreat, in that freedom prayer, in the prayer meeting. Do you know oil can even evaporate eventually if it is not replenished regularly? If you just leave it, it can even eventually disappear. We must never neglect the oil of the Holy Spirit on our lives. We need to be inviting him, invite the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit to be on us by spending time with him. The anointing remains on us as we continue to walk and talk with him. Did you know oil can leak out if there is a hole in the vessel? Even if this hole is teeny-weeny and undetectable to the naked eye, if there's any blemish or impurity in the constitution of that vessel, of that metal bucket or whatever, the oil will find that hole and it will leak out. So too, we need to keep short accounts with God and others. Not allow bitterness, not allow unforgiveness to creep in to our lives and create a hole in the vessel of our spirit. As we heard this morning, having a freedom prayer really helps us in receiving healing and wholeness in ourselves. So we, as a vessel, are sound and whole, ready to carry the oil of the Holy Spirit, not leak. Do you know there's some benefits to having the oil of the Holy Spirit in our life? As in the natural, oil moisturizes. You can write that down. In Bible times, they would keep wine in a wineskin or any liquid, grape juice, water in a leather wineskin, which was like an old animal's hide. But do you know an old wineskin, and Jesus talked about this, would get dry and brittle. It could dry out. It could actually snap and break. But if you rubbed oil into it, it makes the wineskin flexible and you can use it again. And people would also put oil on their skin so they wouldn't be so old or wrinkly. Tell the person next to you, there's a thought. <laughs> oh, we're being mean today, aren't we? I'm going to stop that. No more to the person next to you. It says in Psalm 104, oil to make his face shine. God gives oil to make his face shine. So, you know, people back then, they didn't have plastic surgery. There was no Botox. They weren't as Botoxed as we are now. Some people are so Botoxed. You just tell me if they're happy or sad. Just got a bit of dribble coming outside of their mouth. Nothing's moving. Anyway, we need the oil of the Holy Spirit. And without the anointing, the oil of the Holy Spirit, we too can get dry in spirit like that old one skin. We can get brittle. We can crack. We can become sensitive and easily hurt. You're so mean to me. 
But when the anointing is on us, we can easily shed unwanted attitudes like water off a duck's back. Come on. Oil moisturizers. Oil also lubricates. You put it in machinery and engines. It prevents friction when two elements are moving against each other. Like the sewing machine of one of my girls that I was trying to use the other day. It needed more oil. It was starting to seize. It didn't have enough oil. When we too are working together with someone else, two moving parts, like in marriage or like in a ministry team or your office at work or your family with your kids, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit, don't we? To avoid friction so we don't damage each other. We need the smoothness of the oil of the Holy Spirit in our marriages, in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces, on that ministry team, on that leadership team, in that office. And the third one, oil moisturizes, oil lubricates, oil burns. Pastor Phil Pringle in his book talks about the analogy of our spirit being like one of those old kerosene lamps or an oil lamp. And he said, you know, you put oil in it and it had a wick going down into the oil and then you'd light it with a match. And as long as there is oil, the lamp of our spirit shines. The oil is the fuel that is burning. But if we run out of oil... And Jesus spoke a whole parable about what happens with the bridesmaids when they ran out of oil. If we run out of oil, then the wick of the lamp starts to burn and our wick burns right down to nothing. This is when burnout can happen. But if we have an abundance of oil, it's the oil that burns and we never burn out. Because it's not the oil, it's, it's the oil that's burning instead of us. It's the anointing that keeps us burning for Jesus. It's the anointing oil that fuels us. And keeps us shining, our spirit, our lamp, shining for Jesus no matter what. I want to tell you today, don't ever let the anointing oil run low in your life. If you ever notice your wick is starting to burn because you run out of oil, you need to get some oil right now. You need to get some more anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life quick. Don't let yourself run low. Keep topped up with the oil of the Holy Spirit because the anointing is the fuel that Christians run on. And if we run out of it, we're running on empty. So I've got a very deeply personal question for you today. Are you ready? How's your oil level today? Check out the gauge on the dashboard of your spirit. Is there a red light on? You know, we run out of anointing when we don't take time to replenish it. This is how we replenish the anointing, three ways. Write these down. Number one, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Builds up your spirit. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, you don't speak in tongues yet, you can in a moment. Someone's going to lay hands on you down the front. That is your moment to say, I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's go after that. Every day, many Christians are baptized in the Holy Spirit, but they just forget to use that main gift that God's given them that builds themselves up every day. So we need to get a tongues habit happening in our life, in our prayer times, in the car, in the shower. Number two, number one was speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Number two, in praise and worship. Please don't let this 20 minutes on Sunday morning, 25 minutes, be the only time you have praise and worship in your week. Don't do that to yourself. Turn off classic hits, God help us, and put on some praise and worship. 
Put on something that will take you into the presence of God because whatever you listen to is taking you somewhere. Where's it taking you? Back to your sad, broken-hearted love affair in the 80s? Don't break my heart. Please, let the music you listen to carry you into the presence of God. Tongues, praise and worship. Number three, prayer, waiting on God in prayer. As we wait on Him, the oil of the anointing settles on us. We need to work these three things into our lives as habits daily. You know, without the anointing, we're trying to do a supernatural task, preach the gospel to all creation, without the supernatural enabling. We're fighting a supernatural enemy, the devil, without supernatural power. Many Christians run out of fuel. They run out of the anointing. They get desperate. Oh, God, help me. I better get the pastor on the speed dial. Oh! And they try and grab any fuel they can to try and help them feel good again. The fuel of wrong relationships, the fuel of gaming, the fuel of Netflix, the fuel of social media, the internet, the fuel of TikTok and Insta, the fuel of drugs, the fuel of alcohol. But we were never designed to run on these fuels. They don't work. Why would we think that this fuel would work for us? We already tried it back in the day when we were in the world. Didn't work then. It won't work now. We were designed by God to run on his pure fuel, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Holy Spirit. And our spirit is like an engine and we need to put the right stuff into it. It runs smooth when it's got oil on it. When it hasn't had any oil on it for a while, it can start to seize up. Everything flows better with some more oil. When we carry more anointing on our lives, than before, it shows because we get spiritually stronger than we used to be. We can carry more than we used to be able to. Things that used to stress us out and weary us no longer do. We are more than equal to tasks that used to be beyond us that we used to fear and dread. Things at work that seemed daunting to you, now nothing. You can eat them for breakfast. Last verse. Isaiah 10, 27. I'm going to read it in the New King James. Well, it's King James, but I've just taken the thighs out and made it a bit more user-friendly. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, the yoke is that like oppressive wooden beam that was placed on the shoulders of two oxen, forcing them to walk and work together. So two of you plowed, plowing along, walking together in pace. Now, in this context of this chapter, the whole chapter is talking about the future judgment of the Antichrist. So this yoke is a picture of a demonic one. Yokes are often a symbol or an analogy of oppression by the enemy. So we see there's this demonic yoke here. But the good news in this scripture is that the anointing breaks the power of the devil. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing destroys every burden that the devil will try and put on us. Burdens of debt, burdens of disease, burdens of pain, burdens of relational breakdown. The anointing breaks the power of these over our lives. And in the Greek, in the New Testament, it's charisma, charisma, to smear. But in the Old Testament, the Hebrew, it's mashak, which means to rub in. So we need to be smeared with it. It needs to be rubbed into us. Now, this word anointing is often translated unction in the King James Bible. But also, the word anointing can be translated fat. Don't worry, it's spiritual fantasy and not physical. Just relax. (laughs) 
The yoke, in the NIV it says, the yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. And we're studying this in C3 College, the anointing right now. And it's referring to how the anointing makes us grow bigger than the yoke that the devil tries to put on us. So we carry such a strong anointing, we're growing in it, that it snaps right off us and we grow bigger than any of the problems or the burdens or the yokes the devil tries to put on us. That's why we need an increase and a new anointing. Jesus wants all his people to carry a strong anointing of the Holy Spirit. And God has no favorites. Band, come please. All you have to do is want him. You know, every day I like to pray in my lounge if no one's home or in my bedroom. And I just like to walk around and pray in tongues to start off with. And I just like, walk around the room and pray in tongues, pray up a storm. And then after a while, I like to just stand in the presence of God in the corner. So, you know, if you fall out under the power of God, the walls will always catch you. And just wait for the anointing, the oil of that Holy Spirit to settle on me. I love that. We need that. But you know, about six months ago, the power of God even came on me in my sleep and it woke me up. I've never, ever, ever had that happen before. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? This is awesome. And I could just feel it was like sound waves bouncing off my body. It was like this was intense. And I just thought, man, we've got to have a hunger. I need to have a hunger for the Lord, not only in the daytime, in the night as well. I want to have encounters with God when I'm awake and in my sleep. We've got to hunger after Him day and night and be waiting on the Lord every day to receive His fresh oil. Put that praise and worship on. Receive from Him every day. Pray in tongues. Pastor Phil Pringle in his book, Moving in the Spirit, said, to wait patiently on the Lord is vital to receiving the anointing. The price we must pay is time. There are no shortcuts. The price we must pay is time. There are no shortcuts to the anointing. Are you willing to pay that price? The price of time to wait on the Lord.